morning and welcome to worship at Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church. We are so glad that you have found your way to our sanctuary through Facebook Live or through Spotify on our podcast or our website. We're glad you're here and we continue to pray for you and look forward in good hope to the time when we can regather as a full congregation here in the sanctuary. This Sunday marks Dedication Sunday after several weeks of a stewardship season where Selwyn Avenue has been considering what it might mean for us to rekindle God's many gifts here through Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church. Before we begin with worship, I'll share a few important announcements with you. Please go to our website for important information on how you and your household can engage the Advent season, which is quickly approaching. We do have several exciting initiatives and ways for us to connect to one another and to God through Advent, um, so please go there for more information on that. If you're interested in learning more about our congregation and how you might partner or belong here at Selwyn Avenue, I invite you to reach out to me on email or um, the church office, and I'll be glad to speak with you more about that. Our heartfelt condolences and prayers are extended to Lawson Caldwell. As many of you all know, Lawson has been our longtime um, church administrative assistant. His mother passed away on November 11th. Um, she was well over 100 years old and had a long, faithful, uh, vibrant life. Her memorial service will be held at First United Methodist Church in Gastonia. You can go to their website. It's on Monday at 11 a.m. and worship and give thanks for the many blessings of her life and the promises of the resurrection. In that same note, we're sending an outpouring of love and support to Sally Richards on the passing of her husband and our friend, Channing Richards. He passed away peacefully last night under the care of hospice. Channing had a long career as an attorney. He and his wife Sally joined Selwyn Avenue almost 10 years ago to be in community with their daughter and her family, Stuart Pfeiffer, uh, her husband Jay, and their children, Channing and Charlie. Many of you all will remember Channing's warm smile, which grew exponentially whenever his grandkids were near. In life and death, we belong to God, and so today we celebrate the promises of the resurrection, which are true for all of us. Thank you to all of you. There are not many of you, but you're here in this sanctuary who are helping us uh, maintain the integrity and the vibrancy of our worship here at Selwyn. Uh, Barbara Yurkatat, who presented us with this beautiful cornucopia for Sunday. And now I'm going to invite Kip Kiger to join me here. He and Bob Cole and Andy Sontag and Andy Johnson, Lou Waple, have been hard at work through our stewardship campaign. He'll talk a minute about Dedication Sunday. Oh, thanks, Lori. Uh, thank you guys for having me. It's great to be here in the sanctuary uh, instead of on Facebook. Um, people ask me sometimes, how are we doing? How's the church doing? I mean, you look around and you see what's going on. Just uh, say we're doing okay, right? We're making our obligations and we're, we're fighting through, thanks to you guys and everything you're doing. But we are a little bit of a crossroads. As everybody knows, we're coming off Roots and Wings campaign, and part of that campaign was establishing some new positions and obviously new facilities. Now it's up to us to continue. Uh, and we all can share in the responsibility of doing that and allowing these things that have been, seeds that have been planted to flourish. Uh, so stewardship, we have two goals this year. One is to increase our number of pledges. It's not a big number. But if you haven't pledged so far, you're willing to do so, 
you can be one of those 18, and that would help us out. Well, plan. We understand it's a plan. It's a plan for us. It's a plan for you. And plans can change, and that and that's okay. But pledges do allow us the ability to plan, which really helps a lot in budgeting and financing process. If you have been already pledged, thank you. We've received over thus far, which is a great start. It's a great start considering all of this and that this is just Dedication Sunday. So thank you for that. If you have, and it's in the mail, thank you for that as well. If you haven't yet and are prayerfully considering it, I'd ask you to do one of two things. It's super easy. One, or three things actually. One, you email Tanya. That's super easy. It's fully confidential. No one knows that except you and her. Number one. Number two, fill out the card. Do the old snail mail thing and, uh, and put it in the mail. The envelope even has a stamp. <laughs> or, if you want, by. That's including just dropping off pledges. But if you would, all you have to do is bring it by and prayerfully consider what you can do to help expand this year and help us fulfill these programs. Because if we're able to do, meet these goals, then decisions are a lot easier. And our, our, our mission partners get to their, what they're expecting, our programming gets to be expanded, store enhanced. If we can't get there, then we've got some decisions to make, and they won't be great decisions, but they're one we'll have to make. So we hope we'll, you will consider doing that either by email or by drive-by or by regular snail mail. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Kev. You can also join us tonight for Worship at the Lawn at 5 o'clock, but for now, let us worship God right here, right now.
friends, welcome to this holy day. Please join me in our call to worship that's printed in our bulletin. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the, the mountains were born, were born of you, or you brought forth the whole world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. mercy has no limits, let us go before God, confessing in unison. God of love and justice, we long for peace within and peace without. We long for harmony in our families and communities, and for serenity in the midst of struggle. We long for the day when our homes will be a dwelling place of your love. Yet we confess that often we are anxious. We do not trust each other, and we look the other way from injustice and violence. We stay silent when we should speak up. We often are not willing to take the risks and make the sacrifices that your love requires. Look upon us with kindness and grace. Pour out your mercy upon us. Rule in our lives and in the world. Show us how to walk in your paths. 
and give us the courage to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with you. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was like the light of all people that shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Friends, believe in the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. great joy to welcome to this baptismal font this morning Wyatt Flynn Sharp and his big sister Jenny Lee and their parents Grant and Alyssa Sharp. Assisting in the baptism this morning is Elder Aaron Mills. Thank you for being here Aaron. With us by way of God's Spirit we also welcome the Sharps' friends and family, some who are close and nearby, and some who are far away in Florida and beyond. We're glad that you're with us this morning. Baptism is a visible sign of God's invisible grace, calling us into the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ by way of a covenant that was established long ago to Abraham and Sarah, a land of milk and honey, more descendants than there are stars in the sky. It is here at this font that we are told that we belong. It's here where we are named and called and marked by God's grace in Christ. It is here that Wyatt and all of us are invited into the body of Christ, the community of faith that we call the church. This morning as we watch the waters fall upon Wyatt's head, we remember our own baptisms. And as we enter this covenant with God anew, we remember that God has nurtured, renewed, and sustained us all the days of our lives. And so now, Alyssa and Grant, putting your whole trust in the grace and love of Jesus Christ, do you desire to have Wyatt baptized? We do. Will you be responsible for nurturing Wyatt in the faith and life of the Christian community? We will. Will you, by your prayers and witness, help Wyatt grow into the full stature of Jesus Christ? We do. Do you, the people of Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church, promise to share with Wyatt the good news of the gospel and to help him to know of the peace and joy and cost of Christian discipleship? We do. Do you promise your prayers and fellowship, caring and encouragement for this family, that their ties with the household of God may be strong and enduring? We do. Let us rise and say together what we believe using the historic faith of the church expressed in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. 
Amen. You all may be seated. Let us continue in prayer. Holy God, as the deer pants for streams of water, we long for you. We thirst for you, the living God, and so we come to this font with a hope and the faith that stands in your presence. Through each day, you pour your unfailing love upon us, and through each night, we sing you songs, and we pray, and we give thanks. This day, our hearts are full of joy and thanksgiving for the creation and wonder we see in this little boy, Wyatt Flynn. We ask for your unceasing guidance and blessing as Alyssa and Grant continue to grow in their marriage and their roles as parents. Give them strength and humility, good humor and joy as they seek to walk the way of your son. Convict this congregation to honor up to baptismal vows, equipping and caring for this family, celebrating their joys and mourning their sorrows every step of the way. Help us to teach Wyatt and his sister Jenny and remind them of who God is and who Christ is. Help this child Wyatt to be a child of courage, a child of conviction, a child of the covenant, and bless this water separating it from a common use to a sacred, and raise Wyatt to new life, grafting him into the body of Christ. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. Hey, Jenny, will you come help me? Will you come help me with this water? Okay, put your hands in. Say, Wyatt Flynn, child of the covenant, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forevermore. Amen, and welcome to the family. See how amazing that God's love is, that we should be called children of God. For this child, Wyatt, Christ was born. For this child, Christ walked on the earth and taught and healed and preached. For this child, Christ suffered and hung on the cross and died. And certainly for this child, Christ rose again so that we might have eternal life. Wyatt doesn't know a lot about these things yet. He just knows that he is loved. You see, we love God because God loves us first. Wyatt Flynn was born in the middle of a global pandemic. His parents were in and out of the hospital in 24 hours. There's a swirl of chaos all around this family. And Wyatt wouldn't know the difference. Wyatt has nested with this family for the last several months. And in a way, the pandemic has allowed them to get to know him in ways that might have taken a little bit longer if not for the pandemic. He is a happy, easygoing baby. He is generous with his smiles and his love. And every morning he is greeted to the sound of his sister singing from her own bed. And she's very good at making Wyatt laugh. This family has been active in the life of our church. They are committed to the work here at Selwyn Avenue and they'll continue to be blessings among us. A note about Wyatt's name. He's inherited this name from a man who was the mayor of Memphis many generations ago. And like all of the sharp men that I've met, that man was a man of integrity and responsibility, and he had great purpose. And so we can only hope that Wyatt will inherit those same, those same characteristics that have been passed on to him. His middle name, Flynn, is his mom's mom's maiden name and that represents a woven strong net of love and support that is there for Wyatt all the days of his life. Our 
Our calling this morning is to love Wyatt, to teach him the love of Christ, and to remind him that he always has a home, not just here, but everywhere he finds a church of Jesus Christ. This is Wyatt Flynn. He is the child of Alyssa and Grant Sharp. He is a little brother to Jenny Lee. He is a child of Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church. He's a child of God. Wyatt Flynn Sharp is now identified as a child of God in Christ's church. Through baptism, God has put his seal upon Wyatt to share with us all the benefits of Christ's sacrifice. Let us be supportive of Grant and Alyssa as they nurture Wyatt and assist him to be a faithful disciple. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome Wyatt into Christ's church, for we are all one in Christ. We promise to love, encourage, and support you, to share the good news of God's love with you, and to celebrate with you God's unfolding blessings. It is good to hear the sounds of children in this sanctuary. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Amen. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, this I know, as he loved so long ago, taking children on his knee, saying, let them come to me. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. This fall, we have been walking through Gospel of Matthew, reflecting on the things that Jesus says. Today, Jesus tells us a story, a parable. Let us pray. Lord God, may your holy scripture be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path this day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Listen now for the word of the Lord found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25, verses 1 through 13 the parable of the ten bridesmaids. Jesus says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. 
but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. And as the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, look, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, no, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, have you, have any of you seen the TV show Doomsday Preppers? It is a show from 2012 that highlights a very diverse group of survivalists as they prepare for various catastrophic scenarios that could cause the collapse of our civilization. Now, some of these folks are preparing for global weather disasters and terrorist events or nuclear attacks, while others are worried about economic collapse, comets crashing into Earth, or government takeovers. They have stockpiles of food and water and weapons and cash. And some of them even have bunkers buried in their backyards. Now, I've only seen a few episodes of this show because honestly, the show just makes me anxious. And well, Matthew's parable for us this morning makes me feel a little bit the same way. It's a little bit like an episode of Doomsday Preppers. And the truth is, a parable should stir something up inside of you. Jesus tells parables to help us understand something about who God is. And Jesus used everyday items and life situations to do this. Mustard seeds, fig trees, lost coins, vineyard workers, prodigal children, and weddings. And if Jesus were here today telling us a parable, he would use things like cell phones and parking spots, the stock market, or a Zoom meeting. And the original hearers of this parable likely would have understood it differently than we hear it this morning, they probably wouldn't hear it like a doomsday prepper episode. No, those people hearing Jesus tell this would have a different context than we have today, and they would be more familiar with their customs and the culture of their time. They would have known where the bride is and why she's not with the bridesmaids and why the groom shows up at midnight. And though we can't fully understand the wedding situation, we can relate 
in many ways to those bridesmaids. We don't have to know all about their culture and customs to put ourselves in their place. We've all been wise at times, and we have all been foolish. And sometimes we're overprepared, and sometimes we just come up short. And we all know what it means to be tired and weary from waiting. Modern life has traded oil lamps for electricity, but we've all spent a lot of time waiting. Waiting for the phone call with the results, waiting to see if the treatment works, waiting on news of a loved one, waiting carries an uncertainty about the future. What is next at work? at home, in a relationship, waiting for news about the job, the loan, the application, the sobriety, the election, the vaccine, the impact of the virus on a loved one or on our society and economy. Yeah, we all know about waiting, especially these days. And we, too, are weary and tired. This parable reveals the tension between planning for the future and living in the present that all generations can understand. And in our sermon series this fall, Jesus has had a lot to say to us from Matthew's Gospel. And he has said a lot more that we have not been able to cover in our series. But when he starts his teaching ministry back in chapter 5, Jesus says this to his disciples and to us. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand and it gives light to all the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. All 10 of the bridesmaids had lamps. All 10 grew weary while waiting and fell asleep. That's not the problem. But some had come prepared with extra oil and were able to reignite their lamps when it went out. But some let their lights go out and were unable to light the way for the bridegroom. In this parable, I think that Jesus has something to say about how we tend to our lamps and use our lights. Jesus starts his teaching in Matthew's Gospel, telling us we're to be the light of the world. And Jesus wraps up his teaching ministry in this chapter 25, just a few more paragraphs after our parable. And at the end of his teaching ministry, Jesus tells us that in the end, when it's all said and done, 
The righteous will be the ones who cared for the least of these. Those giving food to the hungry, drink to the thirsty, welcoming the stranger, caring for the sick, clothing the naked, visiting those imprisoned. When you do this for the least of these, you are doing it for me. Jesus ends his ministry by telling us how to be the light of the world. You are the light. Here's how to shine. Right there, between them, using these bridesmaids, Jesus is saying something to us about tending our lamps. It's wise to take care of your lamp. Keep it lit. Refill the oil. Try not to run out. I need you to light the way for others. Well, Jesus, that sounds like a fine invitation. But I'm sure you know that we are eight months into a pandemic and the world has gone crazy and we're doing all we can just to keep going. Preventive maintenance on my lamp went out the window a long time ago. I'm not even sure I can find my lantern. I'm weary and I am flat out of oil. It's understandable. This waiting is burning more oil than usual. And some of us have the candle lit at both ends. And some of us are sitting in the darkness. What are you doing to allow God to refill your oil reserves? There are times when we need to care for ourselves, enable us to serve others. We all need space to take a minute, to take a few deep breaths, to rest, to give ourselves some grace. Keep awake, prepare, trim your lamps, tend to your lantern. And then we need to get back to being the church, the light of the world. You see, we don't hoard our oil and leave others in the dark. We share it to help light each other's lanterns. There is more than enough oil and light to share. We don't need to stockpile our oil and keep our light in a safe place. This parable isn't simply about preparing for end times like a doomsday prepper. It's also about living our lives in a way that lights the way for others until the bridegroom arrives. Friday was World Kindness Day, if you didn't know. I find it odd that we need a kindness day. As the church and followers of Jesus, every day is World Kindness Day. And a few months ago, our family was going through a particularly stressful event. Only a few family members and close friends knew about it at the time. 
And Braxton and I had been gone from home for a few days. And when we returned, a good friend who knew what we were dealing with had taken notice of our yard. And he loaded up his yard tools. And he'd come over and he'd mowed our grass. And he edged our lawn. And he blew it all away. Light. And I was at the grocery store earlier this week, and it was packed. And I only had a few items in my hand. And as I got in line behind someone, they looked at me and insisted that I go in front of them to pay. Light. I arrived at the church one day this week to find four cases of fruits and vegetables sitting on the front porch for our food pantry. Light. We're all a little fragile these days. And some folks hide it better than others. But we cannot be too kind, too patient, or share enough of our light in this world. Every encounter, in person, or virtually is an opportunity to light the way for someone else. And our lantern light spreads. It's like lighting the candles on Christmas Eve. This is more than just a beautiful tradition most churches have. It's a visual and symbolic representation of the light of Christ, the one true light of the world, spreading among us. On Christmas Eve, one candle, the Christ candle, is used to light another. And we pass it along down the aisles to our neighbors until the whole room is, is glowing in the warmth of that candlelight. And if your candle gets blown out, your neighbor relights it for you. And sometimes it takes a little longer than expected to light your neighbor's candle. And it might feel a little awkward, especially if you don't know them. But you hang in there until it's lit because they can't pass it along if you don't. And if you don't have a candle, your neighbor shares their light with you so that you can see. And then we carry that light out these doors from the church into the world, and we lift it high for everyone to see, and we sing joy to the world. I'm always a little hesitant at the end to blow out my candle. I hate that part. But you, church, you are here to share your oil and to relight my lantern when it goes out. You share and point me to the source of my light, the one true light of the world, Jesus, the light that cannot be extinguished and that overcomes all darkness. Keep awake. Tend 
to your lanterns so that others might see. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let us pray. Beautiful creator, we lift our prayers with hope, knowing you hear us and hold us close. You know our thoughts and feelings before a word is ever on our lips. We carry with us the celebrations, joys, grief, and sadness of life. Thank you for helping us carry the weight of our emotions and experiences and for your presence as we find ourselves in one place more than another or trying to bear them all at the same time. This world can be both extraordinary and ordinary, overwhelming and underwhelming. And so we pray for your peace and guidance as we make our way on the journey. God, we continue to celebrate the many blessings in our communities amid a challenging year. For the healthy births of babies, the joys of baptisms, Eagle Scout awards, and family members home from long stretches of military service. God, we are deeply grateful for our veterans, for their brave service and sacrifice for the lives of all people. We give thanks to our healthcare and frontline workers as we continue to face the COVID pandemic. And at the same time, we recognize the destruction, the natural disasters in our backyard, the grief of the upcoming season for many, the loss of loved ones, those struggling with illness, our homeless brothers and sisters living in tents as the season gets colder, and our neighbors who hunger for a warm meal. Lord, we pray that mourning would be turned into rejoicing, that illness and disease would turn into cured, that sadness would turn into tears of joy that loneliness and grief would turn into comfort, that empty stomachs would be made full, and that those most home would seek those least home. God, we pray for your abundant grace and mercy that it would cover all. We pray for continued peace and unity, love and joy, and that we would boldly proclaim the gospel as your son Jesus does who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, in the power, in the glory forever. Amen. Friends, not one call to discipleship looks the same, and that is a beautiful thing. God has given each of us unique gifts that are worthy of sharing. 
What are the thoughts, actions, or moments in your life that make your heart leap? Where is it that you feel closest to God? Is it in offering prayers to a loved one? Is it leading a group or participating in a Bible study? Is it helping with worship services? Or maybe it's practicing a spiritual discipline or planned financial giving. During our anthem, we invite you to contemplate the ways where God is calling you to give in this season. Our text to give number is 704-734-9818. With hearts of gratitude, let us give thanks for our gifts and give abundantly. Jerusalem just like 
please join me for our prayer of dedication that's printed in our bulletin? God of wonder, we offer you these humble gifts, signs of your goodness and mercy. As we offer you these gifts, we ask for the wisdom to fill our lamps with the oil that enables us to go out and be the light of the world. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe us with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience to bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, to forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven us. Above all, clothe us with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Use us in these gifts to enable others to know your near and good presence in Christ Jesus. Amen. Friends, you are the light of the world. Tend to your lamps so that you might shine in all the dark places. And may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord lift his face to you and give you peace. Amen.